Welcome to the Jolt Episodes. This is a feature of the In Awe Podcast meant to give you energy and a boost to look around your world and exercise a signature strength. Between interviews with incredible women who leave us awe-inspired, I will share stories that will prompt you to look around and see the beauty in your own world. I hope you find yourself awe-inspired. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the first Jolt episode in April. As you know, we are looking at a series of creators this month. And if you've been keeping up with the podcast, we had Dr. Michelle Borba on last week. And friends, I was in a little bit of a shock zone with the ability to not only interview Dr. Michelle Borba, who is a best-selling author, she's a psychologist, she has written a massively successful and impactful, most importantly, books for uh, parenting, but also those that inform us in the education realm. And I just, I can't get over the fact that I got to have this incredible conversation with this woman who I have deeply respected for a long time and used her work, but that I got to share her on the podcast in a way that was so deeply authentic and meaningful. And I continue to get great feedback from that episode. So if you haven't heard it yet, I really encourage you to go back to that. And it really doesn't matter if you're coming from the lens of a parent, of somebody who loves children, um, or somebody who wants to make an impact on the children around them. If you're an educator that message has something for you. And I was so excited to receive a copy of her latest book, Thrivers. And I've been reading through it and I'm just so excited. Of course, I can't stop highlighting. It's one of those that you can mark up. Um, And I wanted to, in this Jolt episode, actually share a pretty profound reflection that I had this weekend uh, about the concept of Thrivers. And again, her latest book, and I recommend anything that Dr. Michelle Barba has written. I really loved on selfie. I use that in my balance, like a pirate workshops or going beyond work-life balance, I should say. And I also quoted her in lead with faith in regard to why um, leaders need to be empathetic and how we can build our empathy. So, I mean, it's just like, I'm telling you this woman is fantastic, but Uh, Her latest book is called Thrivers, Surprising Reasons Why Some Kids Struggle and Others Shine. And there is a lot of great background in terms of why she came to that story, um, sorry, that book and the research that she did in it. I wanted to share with you, she shared on the podcast, but I'll go ahead and review for you the thing that set their character strengths, that set Thrivers apart and set them up for happiness um, later in life is self-confidence, which is a healthy identity using personal strengths to find purpose and meaning, empathy, understanding and sharing another's feelings and acting compassionately, self-control, managing stress, delaying gratification, strengthening focus, integrity, valuing and adhering to strong moral code, ethical thinking to lead a moral life, curiosity, having open-mindedness and willingness to try new ideas, take risks, innovate, Perseverance, exhibiting fortitude, tenacity, and resolve to endure so as to bounce back, and optimism, learning self-advocacy and keeping unrealistic pessimism to encourage hope, uh, keeping that at bay. So interestingly enough, we talked about on the podcast the fact that these any one of having these seven thriver pieces is a recipe for being able to battle back um, and, and safeguard right, really kids against depression and anxiety. And when she talked about the fact that these are superpowers and they uh, when they're combined, 
they become potent and they create what she called a multiplier effect. And so the best, the best part of that is we don't have to have all seven, but you got a handful, then you're doing like you're golden, right? It's like a crazy cool combination. The other thing I liked about it is, um, and this is through her book, her research shows that they can be taught. They're not innate. They're not inborn. We can all grow these things and parents and educators have the ability to do that. And I, really just in this jolt mess episode really wanted to impress upon you and to share a quick backstory for my family, because if you follow me on social media, um, if we've been connected for any amount of time, you know, that family is very important in my life. I am the youngest of seven kids. And when I say family, I mean, family is important to all of us, but I'm talking about, of course, my children and my husband are deeply important to me, but I have always had a pretty significant and I think very blessed connection with who I call my nest crew. That's my parents and my siblings. And I think that I've come to realize that that is a very deep blessing, not only because I have strong, um, healthy connections with these people still into my adulthood, my fourth decade, but also because when I look back at the history, the family history, you know, that we all peel apart and learn in different degrees, that it's pretty fantastic um, to know that despite the fact that we all have challenges, none of us are perfect. We all have aces, adverse childhood experiences. I certainly have my share that we as a family um, and specifically in my lineage have been able to be what I would call thrivers in the sense that there were a lot of adverse factors against my, um, I'll peel it back to my grandma. And um, when Michelle Borba and I were speaking, she talked about protective factors. And it's something that in the education field, we've spent, I think, a lot of times talking about the adverse childhood experiences and trauma. My comment on that, and this just could have been only my experience, but we spend a lot of time learning about that. But then what's next? How do we systemically, deeply embed the mindset, first of all, that we as educators, as parents, have the ability to be protective factors against the challenges that could derail our children? Um, but also that I believe it's a divine calling. I wanted to say that. That's not what Dr. Michelle Barber would say, but I wanted to share the illustration about my family. And so protective factors, here's what I want you to think about. If you take nothing else, it is a blessed and sacred gift to be a protective factor in the life of someone else, and especially of a child. My grandmother, who would be my dad's mom, was born into a family that was not, I don't actually know a ton, but it ended up not being the family that she spent her formidable growing up years because when she was young, she experienced a significant trauma. Her whole family did. She had multiple siblings. And on Christmas Eve, one evening, her dad got into a pretty traumatic accident and I won't detail it, but it was very hard for the family resulted in his death. And it also resulted in her and her siblings being divided and placed in different scenarios. She and one of her sisters ended up going to, into um, foster care. She was adopted. And then her other siblings had different stories, much different stories. And I say that, you know, through all of that, there was a lot of adversity that my grandma had to overcome, but I know that there were 
divine protective factors in her life. She ended up attending, you know, she had um, adopted parents that were very good to her, that were very faithful, brought her up as in a Christian home, which um, she says that she would not have had, had this experience not happened to her in her life. She also met my grandfather at a very young age. They have the best story, my friends. They were together um, for 70, almost 75 years when my grandfather died. And then if you've followed me on the podcast, you know, my grandma passed this last summer, um, at the age of 99, but they lived a beautiful life together. But, you know, we also understand that there are things called generational trauma and, my grandma is a perfect example of a thriver. When you look at these seven characteristics that she was able to build self-confidence, it took a long time. And even at the end, just being somebody who loved her deeply, you know, we know there's always challenges there. Um, but of course, high levels of integrity. She was always curious. I'll never forget growing up. All I ever remember hearing about was new recipes. She was trying to stay healthy and making things like dandelion wine and always going careful um, and wondering what the best solutions are instead of just the quick medical answers, right? A ton of perseverance. I believe that's deeply tied to her faith and also that optimism, learning to um, be a, a beacon of hope essentially. And she got that again from her faith, which I share this with you because I got to spend the weekend with my mom and dad. My dad is in the midst of a health emergency and it's, um, it's bittersweet. It's a challenging thing for me as his daughter, he is going to be 78. And one of the things that I know I've been blessed with is a man in my life of deep faith, of deep love and of transparent showing of both. And I feel so fortunate for that, but I wanted to mention it because when I think about this, I think about the keys to being a thriver and being able to overcome adversity. And uh, again, those protective factors, one of the blessings of this weekend, um, was listening to his stories. And some of them are stories I've heard since I was a child, um, all throughout the different stages of my life. And I've heard them differently, like the story of how he and my mom met and stories of him going to basic training and the story of when he, um, enrolled in the military to, well, he didn't get drafted. He enlisted and uh, into Vietnam. And all of these stories that just kept coming back, but I was thinking about them from the different lens thinking, you know, there is a lot of reasons why our family should have not been in the thriving zone. And, and I'm not saying that we haven't had our struggles, but his, from his mom to my dad, he was the oldest, not sorry, second oldest of seven kids, um, hard worker, there were a lot of challenges, you know, growing up in the time that he did. And of course, being young and enlisting and going to Vietnam, we know that there are traumas there. There's PTSD. And one thing that struck me so hard was he was sharing a story that I hadn't heard, which is fairly recent, that he had been seen um, for some medical concerns a couple of years ago. And the doctor at the time was doing a questionnaire for him to be able to, um, you know, get that care through the vets. And he was sharing how she asked, well, you aren't an alcohol drinker. You aren't a drug user. Um, all of these other factors that one can, you know, understandably see why people who, um, grew up during the time he did and served in the time he did and came out of war at a time when he did, when uh, people were not 
very appreciative at all, in fact, of that service, how he would be able to handle that. And he said, and I quote, it's been my faith. It has been my faith. And then he went on to have seven children, um, their own stories. There's my mom and dad have stories of their own resilience. But I just wanted to mention this to you because when I think about it and I think about protective factors, he talked about a sergeant that he had. And I want to reshare this story with you. And I know it's getting a little long, but I think you'll appreciate it. When he was in basic training, my mom ended up sending him, I've heard by accident, a Dear John letter. And he stopped eating and was very depressed and was struggling. And he had a commanding officer that noticed, took notice of him. And he, that commanding officer saw him and basically took it upon himself to flip my dad's life around. He made sure that he ate by bringing him through the line and basically forcing him to eat. He provided um, inspiration for him, um, space to grow. My dad ended up finishing his high school equivalency degree through correspondence during um, his training because he had dropped out in eighth grade and worked on the farm for his dad. But anyway, that, I mean, that's like this protective factor. It was his young adulthood. And he also, this officer gave him the opportunity to thrive during basic training uh, when he provided him opportunities to drive him and other commanding officers off base to the family events that the officer's families would have. So I just thought, wow, that is a divine appointment. My dad told me that he believes that God puts people in our lives at times when we need them and when we're willing to open ourselves up to that, that it can be life transforming. My dad's story went on to be both painful and promising. That dear John letter flipped around. He ended up marrying the woman of his dreams, and they're still together today. And that officer was a divinely appointed protective factor in my dad's life. And so I just hope deeply that me giving you this little bit of me, this piece of my family history, all the way from my grandma with her protective factors to my dad, and then thinking about yours. And here's the thing. I think it would be really powerful to take Dr. Michelle Borba's Thrivers Look at your own life. Look at how you can become a protective factor. Look at the factors affecting our children. You can be divinely appointed as a protective factor. I think it would be a lot of power for you to think about those that have been in your life and take it further and feel empowered, my friends. Remember that you have the ability to help children, the children in your life, the adults around you, to be honest to thrive through adversity and challenge. And really, it can be a divine appointment. Thank you so much, my friends. I am excited to share my next guest with you. Her name is Lindsay May, and she is founder of The Truly Co. And I am going to be sharing her with you this week in the Creator Series. I hope that you have a blessed week and take good, good care, my friends. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you, listener, checking out this Jolt episode. Hey, I want to see what you're seeing in the world. So hop on over to Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or wherever you want and pop out a quick sentence or a picture or something that inspired you this week. Let's let's share with one another. Show the community what you're seeing with your eyes to see the beauty in the world. Hashtag in awe to rise.